Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast, guys. We've got another cracking show. We talk about, uh, we touch base on Groner Wiggins signing with Team Bike Exchange. Groner Wiggins coming to our team, my team. Uh, me and George run, run <laughs> the team I'm on. George and I run yeah. through what it's like to be back in New Zealand after sort of settling in Europe for the last year or two and what it's like to be training back on New Zealand roads. Um, Jones, he shits himself. Oh, and... you just saved that. <laughs> we don't edit anything. We make a real effort to not edit anything. Social distance podcast, uncut. I'm not, I'm not prepared for this. This is going to be a good one. I can sense it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! With Buck and G. Are we? Ah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, you can't impeach somebody that's doing a great job. From Suchin Tendulkar. Bruce <laughs> George Bennett, you deserve this, big fella. What's that salute? <laughs> he's put the finger straight through the one ply. We mm. try and create a comfortable environment. There's no bullshit. There's just so many of them, aren't there? They just don't like it. Nelson, be proud. Yeah, baby. Should we see if we can do a show without any editing today? Oh, there yeah, the a... feedback was savage. It was savage. I mean, we still had our loyal listeners that supported us that, you know, they always do, always will, no matter what we say, mm. what we do. Um, but there's no doubt about the fact that they said we prefer it not to be edited. So maybe down the line, we could release the the cut, the cuts from those episodes. Like I'm talking about well, 10, you what, 12 you years. That was savage. You thought it was a savage response, unedited. Imagine, uh, edited, imagine unedited one, the response from that. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, all we can say is this episode is is the uncut Who, version. Ringing? No edits. Who's ringing you? Me. Me my, 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 no one ever rings me, and literally 13 seconds into the show, my phone started ringing. Who was so, it? Sorry about that. Speaker? It was actually Julian Dean. He would have been a good guest. He would have been. Yeah. 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 Ring nah. back. Put um, on speaker. Cut that. <laughs> in it, in it. <laughs> Start again. Redo it. How are, you, How are boys? we, boys? All right. Yeah, just got back. It's bloody pissing with rain in Rotorua, so hopefully the Wi-Fi hangs in here. Because often when it rains here, if you mix the rain with the uh, the rotten eggs smell of the sulfur of Rotorua, sometimes the Wi-Fi and the telecommunications aren't great. But so far, so good. Um, pissing with rain. Just got back from training, avoiding the. New Zealand is the home of the road cone, eh? Have mm. you noticed, George, how many road cones there are here now? Like, honestly, they'll do like... I came down this descent last week and they had probably for two kilometres, just road cones, middle of the road, each side of the road. And I was the only one there. I was on a country road. And then I came down around the corner and there was a dude with a stop sign, but not like the lollipop stick, like an actual like, you know, like a school pedestrian crossing, like lollipop across the road. Oh, really? Stop like sign. clothesline, yeah. If you try and run it, clothesline me, yeah. And he lifted as soon as I got there. There was no one around. I was like, and they were literally doing probably fifty meters of work. But they love a road cone here. They 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 overindulge in the work sites because we've got one on Takaka Hill, which is a uh, like the only long climb. It's maybe like the only long climb, and there's more than twenty meters in the. Yeah, probably probably is. Probably one of the only like 20 minute climbs in Zealand. And it's a 40 minute climb. It's a mountain. But they um the road fell off like a few weeks a few years ago. And they said, Oh, it should take about six months to fix. And that was three years ago, and they haven't fixed it yet. So to get through the first three K, well they've now fixed it. And so there's now like 
you know, the final bits of work they're putting on some painting the road sites. Do they, the, do they do the, what everyone else does and just go, yeah, that's because of COVID? COVID. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think they've put it down to COVID, mm. even though they were working full gas through. But um, I try and ride up there and you, that, because what had happened is someone come through on their bike a year ago and just binned it in a work zone. They've gone, oh, we don't trust you fucking cyclists. You, you're a bunch of muppets. So to now go through two and a half K of, of roadworks, you have to jump in a in a um, van and they really? drive you through the roadworks. Yeah, so you jump in a van and you and then you sag wagon. They drive you through to the sag wagon and in the van there's just these dumbbells and you so can just like a, smash weights. You're running a shuttle service. Yeah, so I tried to um so on the way up they're like I tried to get through and they're like, Oh now you go jump in the van. I was like, No, no, it's right, mate, I'll ride up and he's like, Yeah, I don't care if you want to ride up, you get in the van. So I got in the van. It's pretty punishing. Real annoying. You've got to get out and then straight away started efforts. And yeah, so then I was like straight away getting efforts, like cold legs, like, oh. So I was like, on the way down, I was like, fuck it, I'm just running it. And I'm just going to try to hide behind this car and then hide behind the car in the queue, you know, and then as soon as the light goes green, I'm just going to bin it through the inside. And then I started like hiding in the queue and you just see these guys, they just saw me. From, this is a spotter, you know. <laughs> Drive up there with their work truck, pick me out of the queue, march me down like the walk of shame into the van. It would have been an awkward drive in the van. <laughs> they should commercialize that. Shuttle runs up Takika for cyclists. Yeah, we good. And like, they should build a downhill track. It'd be a foolproof business idea because you've got no option. Mm. Like, yeah, I'll charge you. Oh, two bucks. You want to go up? You got to get in. Two bucks, mate. Mm. Make your choice. Yeah, they love it. No I've never, I've never heard of that. Never heard of that in roadworks. You know, the the only way around is if you drive 300k south, walk the heafy track, which mm. is like 100k of single track, and then drive up from Golden Bay. So that's the only other way around. So it's about a uh, three day detour if you want to go around it. If anyone's going to do it, that'd be you though. If you ha- if you had to press set on your Garmin midway through an effort, or do the heafy track, you do the heafy track, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I had to stop, if I had to stop an effort or a heafy, I'd probably just like, oh, this won't look good on the file. So what's going on, Bill's Grudel? Yeah, Reagan's... right. Jonesy's just sitting there. Oh, I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Fucking Garmin's and efforts and Ify tracks and fucking Takakua Pong Bong or whatever the fuck. What the hell's going on? It's like it's like you forget that we're doing a potty and people in their car going, Sounds interesting, but I've got no fucking idea what they're talking about. But they're having fun. (laughs) We're just coming real. People wonder why we edit this shit. (laughs) Because we come in with these docile, unenthusiastic tones, and we talk about road road works. That's it. It's because it's. Do you know what's happened? Is I came home from training today, and I did. I was like a real hard day on the pedal, pedals plural, and I um had a big lunch and I fell asleep and I've woken up in like the fourth dimension. You know, it's like right. you're just woken up and you're like, oh, I'm not getting out of this. Oh, you'll come good by the 30 minute mark. So, but uh, right. what's the go, Bill's Gronewagen, former teammate of yours, GB, going to Green Edge. What was, I was talking to um, a mate the other day and normally when a sprinter goes to a new team, he brings a posse, you know, lead out guys or whatever. Yeah. He's going solo. And I don't, I don't know mm. the guy, but also if I was going to a new team and I was still under contract, I'd want to fight, you know. I want the team to go, we're not letting you go, bro. But when the team goes, That's yeah, it. no worries, uh, sad to see you go, but all the best, I'd be like, oh, 
Okay. Like, it was great Saturday Wi-Fi, night, don't get me wrong, news. but yeah. Yeah, the Saturday night this news came out. So I was like at this barbecue and then like we we're driving back. I hadn't looked at my phone for hours and I like got this message in the group chat and it was like a you know farewell. And I was like, oh wow, Bules, man, keep this top secret, mate. Top secret, but I think Dylan's coming to you. You're gonna be teammates with Dylan. And then, and then I like check on Twitter and like three hours ago it was like an article like going away again. <laughs> like a press release, official press release. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, but it was, it was kept under wraps, eh? It was under wraps. Yeah, normally you get and a hint of it, eh? Normally you get a smell yeah. of something like that. I reckon, like you say, Jonesy, a lot of sprinters when they do leave, they take posses with them. Obviously, um, you know, Dylan's coming coming alone. Like you say, he's he's come out of his contract early, so maybe you know other guys are in contract. Uh, that he that he use, usually works with in Jumbo. Also, our team's pretty chocker. Like, he's coming in as, I think he's like 29th rider on the roster, which is only one rider off the limit, I think. You can only have 30 in the team. And, um, but more importantly, I don't think he needs a posse in our team because we've actually, we've been developing for a few years now a pretty gun little sprint squad. Mm. And, you know, might we might be sort of going under the radar a little bit at the moment with it. You know, you know we've been sprinting a lot with Caden Groves. Who's had his um, ups and downs throughout the season with injuries and sickness and um, things like that. So, but he was really getting top of things at the end of the season and showing how quick he is. But he's had his little group around him um, for a couple of years now, and he's just re-extended with the team. So I think he, you know, there's there's a group there for Gronowigan to already come into. You know, obviously it take will take time for him to work out and you know work out his guys and how he wants to use them best. But we've got a good, like quite a good young sprint squad that we've been developing for a couple of years, and that. You know, we're going to continue to develop going forward. So even though he's coming across alone, he's not going to be short of short of good dudes, I reckon, to sort of start getting the lead mm. out ripping. I reckon it's a good move too. Like, because what do you do you yeah. know, if you're Dylan? You're, you are one of the best printers in the world, but then you've got Welp on Art in your team. You know what I mean? And, the, mm. and, the, and Jumbo's so like GC focused. And then Welp wants to go for the green jersey as well. So he's going for sprints. So there's no room in the tour squad. Mm. But all your lead out men are also going to other races and you you know what i mean like you it's like it's like owning a ferrari being in new zealand you know what i mean like you've got this mm. massive potential but you can't drive or you know you can't drive over 100k an hour so you just won't get to use it on jumbo so i reckon it was a good move for everyone jumbo would have been like they want to see him do well you know they develop them they'll all just every, like everybody wins it's one of those moves where everybody wins mm. oh that's good yeah it's a real like it's really good for our team like you know oh shit, yeah. just the ob just the obvious he's a race winner you know, and mm. every team wants, you know, we have races in our team. Of course, this year we didn't win as many races as we normally would. And, um, you know, that, well, it takes that's, the pressure off that's, Blink. The that's the biggest thing. Well, it adds another dimension, you know, as well. Mm. Like, Blink, Blink's the kind of guy. Gronowigan. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Like, yeah, probably. Who knows? Oh, I, yeah, I, wouldn't, I, have no, I have no idea. But, like, like you say, like, Takes the pressure off Bling in the bunch sprint stages. He can, and then he can still win. Bling, Bling's the kind of guy who wins stages that are typically, you know, maybe Gronowigan's not in those finishes. You know, really hard, nuggety yeah. sort of days. Um, and Gronowigan, then you have Gronowigan as an option for the fast sprint stages. And whatever Grand Tour Bling goes to, and whatever Grand Tour Gronowigan goes to, so you've actually got two, two covered. You know, or you can cover all three Grand Tours with those guys who are prolific, can be prolific winners. Um, and I, yeah, like you say, George, fuck, what the fuck was he going to do in Jumbo now? You know, like Van Aert's always mm. going to go to the tour. Van Aert's always going to sprint to the tour because he can also win fucking Mont Blanc too, which means he can win the green jersey. So there's straight away that 
start taking other picture. Then you're going to have you're going for Roglic and Vingegaard and the Grand Tours, and mm. it it's, makes it. I'm looking forward to that um, you know. lineup. I'm looking forward to watching a sprint when they go at it. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down to it, it, inevitably, those two are going to cross swords, and it, both of them will. You know, sprinters are generally. I mean, Welp's really not a typical sprinter in terms of mindset, but you know how sprinters, you know, they've got the mongrel in them. And they'd love mm. to. No one sprints faster when they've got a point to prove, or they've got a bit of like chip. Fuck yeah, real chip on their shoulder. You know, and they, that's how they operate. And they've got. Them. So I'm looking forward to seeing that unfold. Mm. Hopefully, they don't cross swords at the after party after the tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, swords are. <laughs> now that you boys. Now that you, yeah. All right. Enough about cycling shit for a bit. Um, now that you're back at New Zealand. I've got a, a few observations I want to throw at out there. New Zealand. One, back at New Zealand. Like what is... Back in. Back in. Back in. Back in. Sorry, at, mate. Back at back, New Zealand. Back at New Zealand. Back in it's New a, Zealand. It's not a restaurant. Yeah, back back in New Zealand. But you know how you, you, you haven't spent a lot of time with older people for a while? Like, you know, your parents and all this sort of stuff. One thing I noticed the other night at dinner, what is it with old people when they want to look at one photo on your phone? Like I had a photo of my kids and wanted to show my mum. And they never just look at that photo. They start flicking. So they've oh, seen the photo. The campaign situation. No, 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 I dodged it. But I saw mum starting to go one across and then they get some speed up and just start <laughs> scanning through your photos. And I literally have to go, no, like, give it back. Because you're always, every, most blokes, we were talking last episode how that bloke was saying, oh, every bloke sends a dick pic. No, we don't. But most blokes are part of a crook whatsapp group that you've got no control over what that group sends and there's always that one crook unit that sends stuff that you go oh shit i better delete oh, that i don't want anyone seeing that on my phone and we had a, um, yeah we it, had got a close. it got close we had a whatsapp group uh mix up last year God, oh, two years ago it was so funny we had one rider and he um so we had like three whatsapp groups we had like um you know the team the team, the whole team, like with office ladies, staff, directors, management, all the riders, everything, women's riders, and development that's, team. That's very prim got, and proper messages. What's your spelling? Yeah, yeah, very exactly. Courteous, yeah, yeah. Don't swear. Then you've, then you've got like the materials update group, like where we talk about like, okay, how we can improve materials, this and that. And then you've just got the board, like just the riders, like the, the men's riding team. And we just, I was just one day sitting there in the sitting there, and I saw a thing come up, like a video pop into the um, into the overall team group with all the women and the, the office ladies, and I clicked on it, and I went, "Oh, mate!" Straight away on the phone, ringing this guy, like, "You've delete, fucked up here." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and then about half an hour later, there was just this sullen apology, like, and, like just one of those like. Guys, I'm very sorry for sending disrespectful material. <laughs> what what was it? What was it? Oh, edit. Can you tell us or not? <laughs> you, we'll, we'll tell us. We'll cut it. No, no we, we won't cut it. No, so I don't tell <laughs> um, but you, it was just inappropriate. Turn, Joe, oh, I did this other the, thing. you got to turn the automatic save, save photos off. On your WhatsApp. Oh yeah, that's yeah, cool. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's first thing you do whenever you get a mates group on WhatsApp. Turn off all syncs because mm. that will mm. seriously bite you in the ass. 
Hmm. Even even you hear stories of going through certain countries. Like if you go to Dubai, can't they like subpoena your phone and go through like messages or whatever? If you got some you know crook stuff on there, they can throw you in the clink. Even if you go, hey, hey that wasn't me. Yeah, but I think it has to be like illegally crook stuff. Unless your mates are sending you kitty porn or something, you probably need to leave those exactly. groups. Mm. If you're in a WhatsApp group, group where that's going around, oh, I yeah, think yeah. You, need, you need to check your yeah WhatsApp group. Check um, your company and your friends, and check yeah. your life. You know, really sit down <laughs> yeah, and have yeah, a big, yeah. big think about where you're at. But you, you're right. That everyone... really the, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of th- little things like that because I've noticed that I'm now a 31 year old man living with my parents, um, which in many ways is awesome. But in many ways, it makes you think about um, how, you know, that's, it's not normal that a 31-year-old lives, you know, because this time I'm home for a long time. I'm home for two and a half months. Mm. And it's it's fine when it's just me, but it's often me and Caitlin living here. And all with her parents or my parents. And, like, we got, you know, we got a great setup. But there's all these things that, that wouldn't, bother you at all you, you wouldn't notice at all until you until it's every day mm-hmm. and it, it, you just feel like right at some point i need to just stay in spain yeah mm-hmm. well like you, you're always your parents kid eh? doesn't matter how old you are yeah exactly you know that's so they're always caring and like they're always what like one of the best for you like you know when you go riding in the rain or whatever and you know your old man's like i'll oh, just be careful mate like it's you know these roads are pretty slippery I've been riding a bike for a long time, but like, <laughs> it's just you're still their son, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. Like, it's all well-intentioned stuff, which just doesn't go down well sometimes when you're in a shitty mood on it and you're and you're grown up, you know? You just want but to say like, hand, stop fucking caring. <laughs> yeah, yes. Why do you fucking love me so much? So yeah, annoying. The first, the first week or first two weeks, they don't want to have any fights with you because they're so happy that you're around. So they'll just go quiet. Yeah. So if they go, what have you been up to? Oh, I bought this or whatever. And they go, okay, yeah, interesting purchase. <laughs> Whereas by the third month, they're going to go, what the fuck are you wasting your money on that stuff for? And yeah. then it's just sort of, it just kicks off. But the yeah. first couple of weeks, it's real eggshell sort of, oh, yeah, no, good on you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have like, that. But... Then it sifts into like month, like four weeks and it's like, oh, well, yeah, you're nuts, mate. You're nuts. And then, like, by the third purchase, it's like, you fucking idiot. But Have I you, not brought you up to understand you, the value of a dollar? Did you say 12 <laughs> months ago, GB, that your tactic was always have a fight with them just before you leave so that you, yeah, so that you don't have that homesickness? Yeah, that was a great way. So to every, so you just got to shit the bed before you go. So you want to – this was actually – this wasn't with my parents. This was more with um, girlfriend and – friends or whatever you know everyone everybody your whole life your whole inner circle burn them all this was when i was doing months away from so i would often leave a month before caitlin um back to the so i'd come to europe and she'd stay here because uh you know like i think that year she was looking after some family members and things like that and it it was quite hard to leave like it was Mm. like oh you know i just had this great this great uh summer and you know summer and then you know we'd been away on this awesome trip and everything was just great everything was just too good and i was just looking at the weather forecast in europe going fucking minus five in andorra i've got to you know i've got to go in there and do these terrible spring races Paris nice and you know you don't want to go so that's when you've just got to 
rip your nest up you know the metaphorical <laughs> nest and just start a fight go fucking get me out of here get me out of here and you just oh my god i'm out of here and it, it buys you a couple of weeks you know of just and then you just get the remorse the whole thing you get the remorse and, yeah. i i i always do the opposite where i spend the last 24 hours trying to be the nicest person in the world or patch because up. like yeah patch up patch up because because i always i always get on the plane you know like and i I fucking like, my dad listens to the show as well, but this is genuine. Like I love being around, I love him, you know, and I love coming home. And, and like you say, it's funny because you're not living in your own place and stuff. But like ultimately, it's always quite fun. And father and sons, it's just normal. Sometimes yeah. you get irritated with each other and stuff. But then I like he always dropped me off at the airport in Rotorua, and I'll get the you know the little half an hour flight, and then you got the big three hour connection in Auckland Airport. And like if I don't do the patch up, I'll get on that first flight out of Rotorua, and as I fly out, I look out the window and I see his car driving down the road. Like I'll nearly break into tears because I'm like, oh, such a fucking prick for two months, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, feel, I feel so shit. <laughs> so I have to try to go for the old like, get on the plane, going like, no, pat on the back, mate. You did well. You did well this summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my sister said to me once, and I it, it really rung true with me. Like when I was really homesick when I first left, I remember being so homesick when I first left as like a eighteen year old, and she said something that made me go, oh my god, this is exactly what happened to me is. When I was there, after like a week, I was just like, you know, like crying myself to sleep, you know, and um, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, just let me go home. I'll be such a nice guy. I'll be so good to everybody. Like, like what you were saying, man, you're just like, you know, I just, I, you know, if I could just get get home, I could just, you know, like, oh, just be around everybody. I'd appreciate it so much. And then you get home and you're like, fuck me, New Zealand. What <laughs> Yeah. it's so weird because because we're so settled and like in my case um because i didn't come home last new zealand summer because because of covid and shit i couldn't get back so i spent two years in europe which is the longest i've ever spent away from new zealand and so I've, of course in that time i settled more over there like we're, we're, we're settled over there anyway aren't we george we've got yeah. our own places it was where we live and um and then you you still spend like most of the time you're in europe even though you're like you're not like maybe not always on the forefront of your mind but ultimately you miss your family you miss your parents you know you miss yeah, yeah, of course being around them you even you miss the arguments or being a pain in the ass or you know getting irritated you miss that stuff because you love them but then when you come back you're like why? yeah why <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm sorry um, i'm not sure you're just doing this because dad watches the show I'm just yeah. cut that i'm gonna have to start at 48 hours up before leaving this year <laughs> do you know what my old man did yesterday you're gonna get the you've changed to... chats very soon yeah. 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 my old man did this yesterday right i walk into the lounge so i've been the national champ for how long 11 months oh no eight ten months george bennett yeah baby nelson no, be proud um i've got another story about that as well but um i walked into the lounge and he was just sitting there on his phone he looks up he looks at me and he goes why the fuck do you wear a white jersey? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, he obviously doesn't listen to the show. He's like, why are you wearing a white jersey? He said, do you mean like instead of a yellow one? He said, yeah. I was like, you're joking. Well, you know, is it your training jersey? I was like, oh, my God. He's <laughs> like, the nationals and it's the New Zealand jersey. He goes, oh. Yeah, sorry, sorry, of course. <laughs> mind blank, mind blank. I'm going to sidetrack on that because th this actually runs in real well to what you, you I think this is going to be the story you want to tell, George. But the, we had an actually, we actually had a comment on our Twitter 
um, after the last episode saying, who who was the guy saying that Nelson be proud and where was it from? So obviously it was a listener, not a watcher, not a viewer on YouTube. So that commentary is from last year's New Zealand Championships when George won. And it was the commentator, Mark Watson, who was saying, you know, yeah, boy, Nelson be proud. And obviously George has made it very clear that if he gets irritated by the, by the intro, but two days ago, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, George, you were on Mark Watson's radio show. So did you bring it up with him? I didn't because I was so backtracked by the question, the first question I answered. So I was like, they're like, can you do a radio show? Yeah, yeah. And so I was ringing and I listened to the last 30 seconds of the last bit. And I had no idea what the hell what the last conversation was before I was the guest. And there was some pretty, I think it was mental health or something like this. So... And it said, um, and welcome, we're here with George Bennett. Uh, uh, George, do you cry? <laughs> and I mean, do, do I cry? Uh, and I was just stumped. I, I, and then I was just thrown for the whole interview. I don't think I, I, I just, just stuck on that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you get off to a bad start in a conversation and you just freak yeah. your head like, what did I, and then yeah. I don't know what I answered. Any other question after that, I was just like, do I cry? I don't even know what I answered, but geez, that was a curveball to start an interview. And um, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting way. Yeah, right. So it's you were just, on a show. A, yeah, I was. I was. There was a bus coming and he just went, here you go, mate. Straight under it. <laughs> bus. <laughs> He's a good dude, yeah. Mark Watson. He, when we went to yeah, the, was good. when we were training for the um, Beijing Olympics, I think it was, we were in Bordeaux, and he was there with us. He was—I don't exactly know what he was doing there, to be honest. He—he um, uh, he wasn't doing journalism. I don't know what he was doing. Oh. No, but he was there. He was there. He's certainly there. Um, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was good fun. Bills, I got a question for you. Do you find, or actually, Jonesy, this? Will be interesting because you might have seen it happening slowly, but it's probably harder to see it happening slowly than to come back to it. Is do you feel you come back to a very different place this year? Because what I've noticed is normally I come back every year, and after a few days, I realize, yep, same, like in a good way, in a really good way, like awesome, same old shit, which is is perfect. How I like it. This year I've come back to New Zealand, and man, what a different place! Just divided. Um, unbelievable what I, what I i went to a barbecue on saturday night and there's just little that's the old man on the quad bike if you can hear the <laughs> um it, it's uh it's, yeah it's I same here it's, just it's the same pockets of just there's a lot of hate going around at the moment isn't there oh mate and and the thing it's obviously all comes back to bit covid but it all comes down know, to if you got the jab or not or who you that's it. It's, it's, it's just that's very it. hot and, mm. and man, everybody's so charged on it because mm. you come back and I'm like, I've got a lot of fatigue on this. I've got absolute conversational fatigue about mm. it because you just go, oh, fuck, here we go. But um, you come in and I noticed on Saturday night, it's a very contentious issue. And everyone's, you know, everyone's either like have to quit. Like there's teachers who quit in their jobs or heaps of people that can't be employed because they're not getting the jab. And then they go and it's just like so charged at the moment. And I'm just feeling like mm. this is, fucking anger going on jeez oh yeah well i heard a story i heard a story of a lady um friend of a friend who fudged a document to say that she's been jabbed and my react my my reaction was well the first fuck up she did was to tell everyone 
if I fudged yeah. a document, I wouldn't be telling anyone. I'd just be no. like, yeah, yeah, I had the jab because it's a personal thing. But it's almost like some of them want to antagonize and want to piss people off by yeah, getting yeah. either that conversation going or to be like, I'm part of the 10 percentile that is, doesn't want to do it. Yeah, okay. you're all sheep mm. and you're all this. Just chuck into that, all right? As you do you, but you've got this guy in New Zealand who got 10 jabs in one day. Yeah. <laughs> 10 jabs? 10 jabs in so one people day. People just paying them with giving them their, their ID. And he's yeah. going to get the jab for them. Surely they can't be He's good. just loaded up a 10. They're, they're real worried about them, eh? Because they don't, they don't know what's going to happen, but they can't do anything about it. It's oh, like, God. mate, it's in you now. How, like, did they, how did they bust him? How did they get out? Because, again, keep it quiet. He had his own new strain coming out of him, I think. Just 10 jabs. Just they detected in the wastewater. They go, uh, we've detected this... Uh, Super strain coming out of the wastewater of this fucking postcode. Yeah, he probably got real crook and went in with the, with this mystery illness, and they're like, "Fuck, what's wrong?" But, but, what's anything? But, he's like, "Ah, oh, probably should tell you. I actually, had ten COVID jabs today." But <laughs> I always good? think when when there's massive numbers for stupid shit like that, surely you would have got to nine jabs and thought, "Hey, that's enough." He went one mm. more, you know. Yeah, yeah double digits. Hell. I reckon I a lot of the line at three probably. A lot of the anger, like it's really, it's a, it's a massively divided country at the moment. Like for starters, there's a real obvious division when Auckland gets a, ba- a border put around it, and they can't, mm. you can't come or go from Auckland. And then now there's this whole like Auckland's opening up on Wednesday, Jonesy, for the first time in three months or more, more oh, maybe. Um, so they haven't been able to go to anywhere else in the country. But obviously, Auckland is the massive part of the population in New Zealand. Like it's third of the population live there. And summer holidays, most Aucklanders piss off from Auckland and go to their, you know, $3 million batches and, um, you know, take their SUVs down with their bloody $100,000 boat in the back. And, but they're like, there's like parts of the country that are like, shit, yeah, we can't wait for Auckland to open because it's going to be massive for our, you know, for the tourist places and at the beaches. And then there's a part of New Zealand that's going, we don't want them to come, you know, so they're mm-hmm. making their own, own borders. Uh, to stop Aucklanders from coming in, so that's that. That just creates a massive division. That all of a sudden, one third of our population has been like pushed away from the rest of our population. Yeah, it's like it's a really it's bizarre. Manifesting, right? It's manifesting. I've noticed in angry drivers that just go, "I'm so fucking angry that about this or that mm. that I'm going to nearly see how close I can get to this guy on mm. his bike." Yeah, because he looks mm. like a dick, and he's probably mm. right. I do like probably look like a dick. <clears throat> spinning away down the Mutri Valley and they just go, right, I'm just going to see if I can buzz them, you know? And it, like, I've always been bad drivers here, but holy shit. In the last Mate, week. I was out training the other day. I was out training the other day and I was on this, honestly, this quiet country road. You see about one car every 10 minutes. It's super, super quiet. It's also a really wide road. And I was out training by myself, riding along. And I and I typically do my best to ride as hard left as possible. You know, mm. like I, I much prefer to ride in gravel than get hit by a car. And you know, so I'll, I'll stay left, hard left. This guy came past me, not a car coming the other way, no cars in sight, massively wide road. And he gave me heaps of space, like he went all the way out to the center line. So he was doing his bit by that. But it's almost like he was late for a meeting and he he's wound his window as like as he's gone past me and given me three meters space, he's yelled at the window, get off the fucking road. And like it's like it's Why? almost like he was it's almost like he was going to a meeting and he was going to be three seconds late, but he got there and he's like, fuck. Guys, I was nearly late, but thankfully I told this guy to fuck off, so I made the timer. I'm good now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. What but I like how that? they yell that shit out, and as if there's ever going to be a scenario where he goes, "Get off the fucking road!" And you go, "Yeah, sure, cool. good point." Yeah, 
Fair call. You just get I off. Actually, I did the old, I, I always do the old pullover thing, you know, which I've actually <laughs> since been advised to not Don't do, do it. Because New, the New Zealand landscape has changed in a big way. And the gang, there's a lot of gang stuff in Nelson now, which you just don't you just you just don't know that do you so i've sort of reeled that in but um i got a guy to pull, I pulled up at a stop sign the other day so a guy had buzzed same exact same thing drove past didn't even slow down but he's going oh, fuck it, as he goes past yeah okay so i got up to the stop sign and i just like knock on the window so hey mate um what's up like was that annoying for you that you had to because you didn't even put your, you didn't even slow down for a, you know you, you've stopped at the stop sign you didn't have to slow down for me one like you know and then he's just like oh you wankers on the road you and then you know just had to break him down slowly and go what are you good at like what you know what i mean like just try, try what are you doing what are you, why are you so angry like what is you know a bit of like amateur psychology on psychology on him mm. i'll tell you what that backfired in a big way <laughs> <laughs> you should have given him you should have asked him do you cry? Yeah. Yeah, do you cry? Right, <laughs> <laughs> do you cry? I, I, yeah. I did the, again a different approach. We, we're quite different, you and I, George. I'm realizing on the show. Oh yeah. Like I. I <laughs> oh, thanks fuck for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the like. I just don't don't even lift a finger off the bar now. Eh? If someone abuses me or drives past, I just don't even acknowledge that it happened. You know. Well, you're I just No, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh, right. They're like, I'll react. And like you say, it's the wrong person. Next minute, the anchors are on. Mm, and, mm. mate, look at me. <laughs> There's not a lot of people I back myself against other than you that would. I was going to say, you, you know, think you're in trouble? You got 20 kilos on me. <laughs> what do I do? I've, it's not the size of the dog. I'm so small, they'll miss me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's my only thing. They'll, they'll punch and it'll go under my arm and between my arm and my rib or something, you know? Like, it'll, mm. that's the only opportunity I've got. You yeah, know, and and I think Jones, you'd be the only one that's done a shit show in a street on a roadside brawl, and there's little chance to see you on a bike out. And, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. E-bike. Who with the driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you'll be the guy punching the cyclist. You know, you're like you random... to stop because he hasn't changed his brake pads. <laughs> that's right. No, I still haven't got that fixed. Car's running for oh, me. Um, you know, how we like putting out random stats and fucking stories and make up facts. I was reading this really interesting article the other day and they were saying that a, a dog's sense of smell is so good that they can detect cancers in people. So if you if you have a dog come up and it starts sniffing a sort of area, like there's a chance that, you know, you're sick. And so about a week ago, I was at my mate Toffer's joint. He's got this dog, Trevor, and he just had this fascinating... Can I stop you there? Toffer. Yeah. Because I'm Toffer. always curious about your mate's nicknames. Toffer from Morty What's the origin of Toffer? Christopher. And in sale, we oh. just turned that to Toffer and just All stuck. Right. Okay. Yeah. Toffer. Toffer. Yeah. Loves it. Christopher. Christopher. Toffer. <laughs> just shorten it. Whatever you do in Australia, just shorten it. Even if it sounds shit, just shorten it. And so he's got this dog, Trevor, and I'm sitting on the couch and I'd had a couple of gins and he just was obsessed with my toes, like really digging in there. And I had my thongs off and I was like, if I was sober, I probably would like, you know, get out of it. But I, there was a part of my brain going, this actually feels all right. It's crook, like the dog's snoring on my feet, but just let him go. He's having fun, you know. <laughs> he had a real sort of hunger for athlete's foot. <laughs> and then then I read that article. I'm like, fuck. And I'd seen that. I watched that Bob Marley doco about three months ago, and you know how he had a melanoma under his toe? 
and that's that's what got him in the end. I was thinking, oh, oh really? Mate, yeah, yeah. It was a melanoma in his toe, and they said to him, "Listen, we've spotted it. We need to operate, and you're probably going to lose your foot." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. I love playing soccer, and he has Rastafarn, and no, nah, we don't. We'll, we'll be right." And then it spread, and then he got two years down the track, and they're like, "Mate, you, you brown bread. We're not. We can't do anything about it. It's too late." But then that was playing oh. on my mind and Trevor was chewing on my feet. So I'm thinking, fuck, maybe I've got like melanoma. So I hadn't had a skin check for ages. So I'm like, that's it. I'm, I'm booking in. And then you know how they have those Google reviews like for any clinics and that. I'm thinking, no, nah, I'm just going to go to a good one. But then I'm thinking, well, what's the variable with a skin cancer clinic? Like how do you get a good review? How do you get a shit one? You go in, get a spot out the door. Yeah. And there's one that had five stars and it was all because of the reception lady. All the comments were, oh. reception lady's awesome. Reception, I'm thinking, I'm just going to go to see what makes this reception lady so good. So I get in there and she's one of those old school, maybe sort of mid-60s. You know, I walk in there oh. and she, she's on the phone and sees me walk in and locked eyes but really locked them hard. And she's like like on the phone just like one minute, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. She's talking to this lady going, oh, look, you know, we really love you, Karen. You'll get through it. Blah, blah, blah. And then she hangs up. She goes, sorry about that, Dales. That's the, the branch manager. I've got to really suck up to her. But you know how it is. How you been anyway? Like I've known her for 20 years. And she goes, you just here for a skin check? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll put your name in. She goes, how'd you go online? Was it was it okay? It was pretty complicated. So I was like, yeah, no, it was all right. She goes, yeah, good on you. Good on you for getting a check. You know, I'll be there in a second. And you sort of sit down going, yeah, fuck yeah, I feel all right. I feel good then, about this. Yeah, this is great. So then I go in to get the check and the nurse, it wasn't the doctor, it was the nurse. She goes, look, I'm nurse for doctor such and such. Um, yeah, let's have a look. Drop your strides and your top. And I'm like, oh, shit, hang on. What's going on here? Like, this is, we're straight into it. So then I'm sitting there and my jock's going, it's a bit fucking awkward, but, you know, she medical, just get it done. The dog, Does all Trevor was only stuffing my toes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what brought you here? Well, Trevor was chewing on my toes and I watched the Bob Marley docker and I'm sort of shit myself, but anyway. So then she does all the checks and then and then she goes, okay, um, we'll wait for the doctor to come in. And then he comes in and he does the same thing. And he goes, okay, let's have a look. Uh, what, should you tell us? No, no. Oh. <laughs> the, spot, the spot checks. Oh, oh, but, right, then I, but then I'm thinking, what? <laughs> what? What? Why does he double dip the chip? Why did she have to scan for it? He's going to do the same fucking thing. Wouldn't you scan him? It's all on the computer. So we start the fucking process again. And I'm thinking, I hope she is a nurse here and not just some random that's going, drop your strides, like <laughs> checking all your stuff, like pulling your jocks down, checking all your moles on your bum. Do they scan and your knob and everything? Not your, no, not your knob. Yeah. No, it's just because it, surely that's not getting sun unless you're Mediterranean. Wow. Well, yeah, but no, definitely not. Little, we talked about that last week. Just camp. There's probably yeah. a bit of melanoma. <laughs> so, anyway, get all the checks done, and then I'm thinking, well, I don't think it's five star review because you know there's double dip in the chip with the checks here. But then when I left, same thing again. Reception lady, she's like, "How'd you go, Dales? All good?" I go, "Yeah, no, got the all clear. Oh, fantastic." Look, I'll run you through, you know, 150 bucks. She goes, look, but you get $39 rebate. Make sure it all goes through. If you've got any drums, let me know because that money's better off in your pocket than than the government's, okay? So, and any drum, we'll get you in 12 months. And I left, I'm going, if you're an organisation and you've got budget, tip it all into a reception lady. 
Because if mm. you get a really good reception lady, that's that's massive difference because the rest of it could be a shit experience. But if you see her going in and going out, mate, worth every I want to give her five stars. I didn't even yeah. get my bum checked. Yeah, nah, awesome. But anyway, I got the all clear. Um, oh, good news, though. That's good news. Because yeah. I feel like yeah, you'd, you you would be a particularly susceptible to... Um, oh, yeah, pa- pasty. Pasty. Have you seen that, the guy, and- that um, your doppelganger, running for the new... I didn't realise that you... I thought it was you at first, running yeah, for the leader of the opposition for New Zealand? Mm. Good-looking rooster. Yeah. Lux- he's Lux- Luxon. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that a... Um, isn't that a... a curry? A laxa? Laksa. Laksa. Laska. No, that's a mango lassie. Alaska. Lassie? It's a dog. It's a a laxa. It's a laxative. Oh, it's a car. (laughs) What are you fucking talking about now? It's a lada. Oh, that's a lada. Lexus is a car. Yeah. Alexis. It's a name. I wish you were the best, Jonesy. I mean... Yeah. So if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, get a skin check. We do care about our listeners, and, and if any dogs really hone in on a particular area, get that checked as well. So Trevor's showing that just... they're not always right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, what was wrong with your feet? What was the form of diagnosis? Um, athlete's foot. Bit of tinea. <laughs> Didn't you so have for a while, you ate, what's the thing where you eat shellfish and you got you couldn't walk? Gout. Gout, Yeah. No, you had that yeah. for a while, didn't you? Yeah, but then I started walking and eating better, and I've transferred. You're to... like a fucking pinata today. <laughs> I've, tra- <laughs> I've transferred to mandarins and skinny bitches. So mandarins are your staple throughout the day, and skinny bitches at nights, vodka sodas. You live like that. Wait, is a mandarin hey, like you're going to strip? No, no, mandarins are like the fruit. Genuine oh, mandarins. No, no, oh, I okay. I eat those during the day, and um. You know, you can have a few skinny bitches at night. I mean, I should get T-shirts that say, I look crook, but I feel great. <laughs> Is a skinny bitch the Chardonnay? No, it's oh, vodka that's a, soda. That's a diva diesel. Oh, oh, right. Okay, right. Diva diesel. Vodka soda. Vodka right. soda with fresh that, um, lime. There's a huge gym, gym culture get, back here. I've noticed hang on quickly. If oh, we get any kickback that we're sexist, that's your guy's fault because you told us to not edit. So we could have cut that, but... Doing what you that's, not, that's not sexist, is it? We know, put we put shit equally on blokes and females. It's a balance. Yeah. So you know we don't we don't hone in on particulars. particulars. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Um, but I've noticed that there's a real um, gym culture at home where everybody there's nothing you know everyone just likes to look their best, which is great. But they the they also like to get. To drink a lot over New Zealand summer, so there's actually a real market for it in New Zealand where everyone just smashes these um these things called seltzers. Seltzers, I was going to say, oh, seventy yeah. calories or less. Yeah. Jeez, they are filthy, aren't they? What are they're they? Nice. Like a spirit? Just the dregs of water. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, just, they taste like the brewed water. Yeah. Well, you know me. We had this argument a year ago when I was on the uh, Smirnoff Double Blacks or whatever the sugar-free ones. Oh, yeah. Copped an absolute flogging for. In fact, I am copping a pounder today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I woke like I said I'm grumpy. I woke up from a nap. Of, mm. You know, I, I got thick skin, bones. mate, and and I'm I do cry after these shows regularly. 
I talk about copping and pounding. I tell you who has been copping and pounding on Twitter recently oh, is. All right. Um, well, here we go. Do you Cut guys that. remember Andrew Andrew Talensky? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a he was a gun rider. He wrote for Garmin and Yank. Dude won Dolphino one year. Um, we were big he, rivals as amateurs in France. Yeah. And he he had he a is, with Gero at the tour one year. I think. Yeah, that's right. He dropped Gero out. Well, they crashed together in the finish there. So I remember after the finish, I was standing at the front of the bus with Jerry Ryan, Julian Dean, and we we're just waiting for the riders to come in. There was a big crash. It's all a bit awkward. And Talansky rolled past. Gero does collarbone in the up in the in London in in Yorkshire. Nah, that was no, no, nah, nah, it, it, it was another oh, one. Yeah. And then anyway, Talansky rode past, and he goes, "Tell your rider, tell Gero to fucking pull his head in or something." And Jules just quick as a quick as a flash goes, "Fuck off, Talansky, <laughs> just fuck off." And then I remember Jerry. Jerry just looked at him like, <laughs> and then Jerry goes, "Great work, Julian. Fantastic." There's <laughs> yeah. like crowd. There was crowd everywhere. You know, like people wanting bidders of that. He just goes, "Fuck off!" Like, like he was barking at a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you want Jules and your team? Yeah, hey, legend. He's been he's been copping it on Twitter, and deservedly so, in my opinion. So he's he's a um, for those who don't re- remember Andrew Slansky, he was a good bike rider for rode for Garmin for years. Um, yeah, he was good. Eh? He was such a good bike good. rider. But he's actually the last time I saw Talansky race was at the Vuelta in twenty sixteen when Chavez finished third and Yatesy was mm. um, sixth, I think, and Talansky was fifth. Uh, anyway, he's a um, a massive anti vaxxer you know, and Look, just to clear this up quickly, do I agree with anti-vaxxers? No, I don't, because I had the vaccine. But I have friends, we all have friends who haven't taken the vaccine, and they've all got their own reasons for it, you know, whether it's health we all have, whatever We all have is, former you know. friends that don't get the vaccine. I've got friends who. i got friends, but the big difference between those people is they don't tell anyone, they don't talk about it, they have their reasons mm. and they just do their thing and yeah, they live yeah. their lives and they understand that there's going to be restrictions for them and whatever, but they make the decision. Obviously, Talansky is one of these anti and what you call an anti-vaxxer that wants to shout it from the fucking rooftop and to, mm. to provide all this like ridiculously ridiculous conspiracy theory evidence and you know all mm. this crap on Twitter. And he just he's been going on about it for weeks. And anyway, mm. I saw this tweet from him that um, <clears throat> someone said that Phil Guyman, Phil Guyman, who's a you do know Phil Guyman, George? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know him personally, but he's, he's quite, no. he's quite like vocal on Twitter as well. He's quite funny at times. Um, anyway, he he tried to help Talansky. From what I can decipher from these tweets, he tried to help Talansky privately. Like, mate, come on, you know, maybe think about this. You, you know, you're a yeah. well-renowned guy, and you know, blah blah blah. Maybe just yeah, say influence, so maybe got a family, yeah, influence and... him. You know. Anyway, and then so then Talansky, someone's brought that up, and then Talansky's replied and added and Phil. To send a message, someone sent a message to Guyman, and Guyman says, I would tweet to Talansky, but he blocked me a few months ago. Ooh. And then Talansky's seen the tweet and 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 followed it up and had another crack. And then, um, and then anyway, they've started going at it. And then, like, I- I'm gonna go off, I'm gonna contradict myself a bit here because this was pretty fucking good from Talansky, I reckon. It was just made yeah. me laugh. So, so Guyman's gone. You know, Talansky said some something, blah blah blah, and then Guyman's gone. When you race bikes, people like me worked really hard and got to a very high level. But because you were ninety nine, you were a ninety nine percenter. Ninety nine percent of yous, ninety nine. Wait on, hang on. Good start. People like me, yeah. People like me worked really hard and got to a very high level. But because you were a ninety nine point nine percenter, 
99%ers bought you water bottles and carried your jackets. I never said you should work for me because I was 20 watts shy of deserving it. And then Talansky's got, so this, that was like reference to some, he was trying to like make some anecdote to what he was saying about vaccines. Then Talansky's replied, really good. This made me laugh. He goes, you're an incredible teammate on and off the bike and I loved racing with you. But to imply you were anywhere near the top level is delusional. I wasn't at the Ooh. very top level most races. And then he goes, Ooh. then he goes, I wasn't at the very top level at most races. So it's misleading to your followers to imply that you were anywhere near it. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Shots fired. Oh, I shots feel like fired. That, that tweet hurt me. It wasn't even about me and that hurt. <laughs> Ouch. I'm on for my with the vaccine. I couldn't that was that quite tweet. a good reply. I could, I could, oh. I could. I, I, I mean, that is an example of someone that would have cried. Yeah. That would lead you to tears. Can we get Phil on the show and ask him? Yeah, yeah we should. Have. Why don't we get Phil and Talansky and have a like oh, live debate? Immediate decision. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes. Let's do it. When, Guys, we'll have that music. Reach, reach, reach out if you're listening. Want. Yeah. Hey, you know, oh, you, you know, another thing you're saying, like there's, there's the anti-vaxxers that sort of go under the radar and all that sort of stuff. I'll tell you something that's that's rare as fucking unicorn shit, right? That is, do you know of anyone that's competed in a half marathon or a full mar- marathon and has not posted pictures on social media about it? Has there oh. anyone that's done it and you find out two months later that's a good mate that you go, I didn't know you did. A marathon? Oh, yeah. yeah no, Do you know who I think fun. the only person that could have done it is Michael Woods because he he often – I go training with him and he's just run like 10K or something in that morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only guy, but I don't think he would enter in an event. So, no, I don't think there would be an official-timed person in the world who's ever not posted it. And this is a real like, shit one. They're always the same yeah. photos. There's always a photo at the start where they're like – you know, anticipation. There's always a start line one where it's a selfie with their mate. Then there's another one that they've bought and that's them running with sweat and looking completely fucked. And then there's the one with the family or the support at the finish mm. with the medal. If I did it though, Jonesy, it's a bit like why I don't advertise this podcast because I don't want anyone to know about it. So, um, it, you know what I mean? It's like I, I um, would do one. It would be so shit and I wouldn't want anyone to know. I'd enter under a fake name. And I, I, no I, remember, I, remember, I, I actually know that you, that's the hundred percent the reason you never post about it, eh? It's because you actually don't want people to listen to it. Eh? <laughs> you guys are like, oh, we got like a hundred thousand listeners. Fuck, what? This is terrible. You guys, it's <laughs> good news. Like, turn what? it down this on the social news. post bills. Turn it down it's on the like, promotion. It's like when I was about to record this episode, I said to, I said to Dad, are you, are you here? Are you going? Because he was, he's at home, been doing some work, and I. I said, are you going out? Are you, are you here? He's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go out. So I was like, oh, I'll go into the bedroom to record it, you know, move a bit further from the Wi-Fi router. But I didn't want to record the episode. I didn't want him to listen to me record the episode, even though he's going to watch the episode. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. man. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's going to yeah, hear exactly. it anyway. Kills your vibe. But you, just don't, you, you want to give us, yeah. So that, that, that was how I feel, one, about this podcast, and two, about if I ever did a um, half marathon or a marathon, Ooh. because I just, it would be such a, it would be such an atro- atrocity. Ooh. But, I, yeah. I remember that just on the marathon last one for me is when I was in New York in 2014, I got tickets to Jimmy Fallon. I did some videos for NBC and I said, look, as a trade-off, you know, I want to go see Jimmy Fallon. They're like, ah, I don't know, man. Like they're, they're really hard to get. And I said, well, how bad do you want the in-car vision 
of every stage. Like, you know, it's a trade-off. Anyway, I went there and it was the day after the New York Marathon. And all these people, there was a whole thing with people who finished would wear their medals around the next day like they've just come back from a fucking World War II. So they're in the crowd and and the guys warming the crowd up goes, okay, uh, everyone's wearing medals here. Uh, In fact, uh, why don't we try something? Everybody that's got a marathon medal stand up, you know, also. He goes, okay, so you've competed the marathon and they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I've just got to say one thing to you guys. Nobody gives a shit. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> and then everyone in the crowd just like sitting there. You see people like taking the medal off, putting it in their pants. Like the fuck That's was a I good thinking? warm up, eh? Just absolutely abuse someone. Just and abuse. Just, and, and, and there was fifty of them, at least fifty of them, just sitting there with their medals. Like, yeah, I thought they were King Dick. And then you see all the fat people, like you know, <laughs> just doing it these ones. Sit down, you bloody health freaks. <laughs> so, if you are, if you if you have competed a marathon or Melbourne marathon on the weekend, what up? This is fantastic. Just a bit of homework for the listeners as we finish the show. Two things I want the listeners to do: one, if you've done a marathon or a half marathon, please post it and tag us. We'll yes. retweet. <laughs> Secondly, be proud of it. Don't hold back. Be proud. I want everybody to tweet to George. Tag George in as many tweets as you can. Bombard yeah. the shit out of him oh, to, re- to, yeah. to retweet the show. That's it. Just one. Just retweet yeah. the show. And until he does that, keep hitting him. Yeah. Oh, and, and, good, and good work, George, though. We, we are getting a regular routine with the show now. This is fantastic. Yeah, Bi-weekly. We're, we're, we're like a good bowel movement. You know, this, that's the key to a good bowel movement is regularity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just yeah. on that. And given the theme has been laying the boots into Jonesy, I think I will confess something. I'm just going to throw oh. it out there, and, and and we're not going to cut it. I'll just cop it. I broke a 22 year drought on um, Wednesday night. Did you I was not? Meant take to play, I was meant to play basketball and uh, drop the kids off, and I said to them, "Guys, I'm out." And they said, "Wait, oh, did, wait, did I you said, drop the kids off metaphorically?" Yeah, well, no, no, no. Legitimately, dropped the kids off. Oh, and okay, then you in Geelong, you dropped your kids uh, off. yeah, yeah. And I play basketball in Geelong that night. So okay, I my guts was rumbling, and I was like. Guys, I'm out. I, I think I'm coming down with gastro. You know, kids get stuff from daycare and that. I'm sitting on the couch that night and, you know, just chilling out. And I literally sneezed and shit myself. And literally was like, oh, gee, no way, no way that hasn't happened. And got up out of the couch. So I got it just in time where the, the didn't soil the couch. And then I literally walked, I was in shock. And I'm walking around going, oh, this is fucking horrific. It just straight into the washing machine, straight into the shower. And then for 10 minutes, I had my head against the wall going, what the fuck just happened? And then i had been drilling. I'm trying to toilet train my kids. And I keep drilling to them, you know, poo's going to the toilet, poo's going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, this is what big people do. But... And so we're in the car. I had the kids on the weekend and, I, and we're in the car. I said, hey, Will, guess what happened to dad? He goes, what? I pooed my pants. He's like, really? <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's fucking horrific because your confidence, like, oh. you know, it just goes. And, and you really ask questions like, how did that happen? Where am I at in life? You know, if I can't control a simple sneeze and that happened, what's next? You know, I've, I've oh, turned I love 40. Basketball court. But I've t- oh, oh, and they're white, they're white pants too. It would have been horrific. But um, <laughs> yeah, oh. that was horrific. Oh. So, 22 years since you shit yourself. 22 years. And that was when I was 18. I was out in the piss and I walked home and just gave up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh no. Alright. I just do I just suck it. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Good, you guys. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. See you later.